Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Oh, man, we're excited about this show. I say that a lot because I just get excited about a lot of our shows. Like today, because we're talking about this brand new film, The Ends of the Earth. It's incredible. Yeah, we here's the deal. We think you're awesome, and we're just going to bring you nothing but the best. That's our goal. That's our commitment to you. Too bad we fall short of that so much. Well, you know, we're committed to it. We're just going to keep going that direction a, is what I'm saying. We've got a target. <laughs> we've yeah. got a target. We've got a target. we got a target. Moody Bible Institute is super excited to sponsor and partner with Mission Aviation Fellowship on a documentary film called ends of the earth you've got to check out the trailer it's on perry and shauna morning's facebook page right now and interviews throughout the film feature different christian leaders including dr mark job president of moody and mission aviation fellowships president david holston and we have both of them with us today to tell us about this incredible film why don't you start by telling us what this film is all about well, I, I want to start out actually by saying thank you to all the listeners for just an amazing share. Yeah. Our theme was the gospel changes everything. And we just have had some very, very generous listeners and supporters. The 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 messages sent in, the people that called, the people that went online. So thank you. A shout out thank you, first of all. But we are very excited about this film. This is a film that is produced by Missionary Aviation Fellowship, and Moody has come along just a partner in this film because we so believe in what Missionary Aviation Fellowship is doing. They started 75 years ago. Moody started our aviation training program 75 years ago, so we've had a very close relationship over the years. And this film captures some stories related specifically to one small village in Indonesia. That's what's highlighted. But you hear the story of a village and their struggle with getting the word, building an airstrip. I mean, it's a very, very compelling story. I've seen it twice, and there's been tears in people's eyes both times that I've seen it. Yeah, because, well, it's the story of how the gospel gets to a village that you really can't get there any other way than than by air. I mean, if you wanted to hike in, you probably could do it, but it would take forever. And so you create this airstrip out of nothing, right? That's right. We uh, Around the world, MAF flies into over 400 different airstrips, like the one that you will see in the film. Many of these airstrips, it took years and years to build it. In fact, the one that you'll see about in the village of Puluk took over 15 years to construct. And what is a a particularly compelling part of this film, this last year in 2020, as we really began to shoot the project, we thought we knew the story that was going to be told. We We were quite wrong, actually. That story took some turns and twists that were unexpected. Some of them were really difficult for us. But one of the most compelling elements is when this village of Puluk, in a completely unscripted way, literally is captured on film, the the village leader saying, please come and tell us the story of what God has done for us. They had heard about it. They knew it to some extent. And that's a rarity to actually be able to capture something like that 
in their own words, where they're pleading for the missionary and for believers from their people group to come bring this message of hope to them as their people are literally dying away. I mean, this village is diminishing in size because of sickness and misunderstanding about what causes it and conflict and all of the things that surround brokenness. So in real time, we see a village that doesn't have the gospel and how the gospel gets there through an airplane. Yes, it, it happens in in real time. Wow. The, the final the final part of the of the documentary, actually, because of COVID, the film crew was not able to return to film the story of this first landing and kind of the first official trip into the village. So they sent directions to our pilots mm-hmm. who strapped on GoPros. They they mounted cameras in different places. Some of our pilots. As a hobby, they like to shoot videos and that sort of thing, and they had to step up their game in a major way, and they did a phenomenal job. You can't even tell that you know this is being done by by folks who it's not necessarily where their formal training is in, but they they receive such great instruction from the the production crew that they're able to do that. So our pilots literally shot the final scenes <laughs> of this film. Wow, I just have to say that the trailer is killer. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you guys didn't spare any expense. I'm really, really picky, you know. <laughs> I can I have a cheesometer, you know, oh, cheesiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> trailer is just wow. I'm convinced well, I'm, if I'm, you see the trailer, you will see the movie. I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I told our crew early on, I said, you guys, this has to be good. It cannot be cheesy. There cannot be anything there that we crin- that causes us to cringe. And I would say they delivered on that in an amazing way. The photography is beautiful. There's an original score that was made. We worked with a production company based out of Nashville that helped us. And I think viewers will will find it to be quite an amazing film. Dr. Mark Job, Freedom Friday is all about the gospel, and we know how you feel about the gospel. It exudes out of who you are. We can you talk a little bit about how, why the gospel is worth sacrificing your comfort, and what does that look like for you personally? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I'm glad that you're doing Freedom Friday. What a great time to just celebrate the transformation of the gospel. Um, my parents uh, came to Christ when they were about 16 and 17 at a Youth for Christ rally. Mm. They didn't know each other, and they would find out a couple of years later that they came to Christ at the same event, the same day, with the same message. But as my father was just pursuing a regular career in uh, the steel mills of northern Indiana, Union Electrician, there was a story emerging out of the, the jungles of Ecuador of a missionary pilot and his friends that were killed, five Mm. of them. Mm -hmm. One of them was Nate Saint, who happened to be a missionary aviation pilot. You know, my parents were so stirred by that, so captured by the sacrifice uh, made of these young men, really, who had uh, were married, had children, that it inspired them. 
They said, we want to take the gospel, we, we want to take the baton and take the gospel. So they actually were preparing to go to the jungles of the Amazon. It just so happened that the mission they were with had a place in Chile. So my dad ended up in Chile riding his horse up into the mountains. <laughs> but it was the, it was the death and sacrifice and compelling story of these missionaries, but a missionary aviation pilot specifically that prompted my parents to say, you know, this is something that is worth giving your life to. And so I was raised in other countries because of a missionary pilot. Mm -hmm. And this story in this film is going to depict some sacrifice and there's some some tragedy in in the story, but also some just incredible fruit of what God can do. The gospel is worth sacrificing for, whether you're called to the mission field and living in Indonesia or Africa, or whether you're called to the place where you're working right now and uh, have to pivot your life and message around the gospel, it's worth the sacrifice. And Mark, was it Nate Saint who was the pilot? Absolutely. Nate Saint. He was one of the guys who was killed by the, the Aka Indians. Yeah, the Guarani people, the group known as the Aka, killed him. Years later, by the way, I was speaking at a youth conference in Spain with his son, Steve Saint, and I told him that story. And he gave me a necklace made by the Guarani people, oh and gosh. I still have it in my office because it's just a reminder. His his mother went back into the tribe and really helped evangelize the tribe afterwards, <laughs> and it's a compelling story. But I didn't realize that Nate Saint was actually a missionary aviation fellowship pilot. It connects the dots of gospel and sacrifice together. Yeah. Nate took the spear so that a people group could live. David, I would love to hear one one powerful story from your time working in Indonesia. I can remember being involved in a week-long celebration to bring a completed Bible translation to a remote people group high up in the mountains of Papua. This was the culmination of a 40-year-long translation effort that was undertaken by a single Scottish missionary woman Hmm. who for 40 years worked alongside of others from this tribe that she had been involved in. As they became believers and Christ followers, they would teach them to read and write, and then they became partners in that translation effort. And so after 40 years and multiple generations of MAF pilots serving this work, I got to be one of those at the very end you know, of the process where we got to come into the village and literally deliver cases of newly printed Bibles. There were celebrations surrounding. I remember as we came in and we were landing at this airstrip, there was smoke all along the side of the runway from the hundred plus pigs that they were cooking for the celebration. And that, and in that culture, they have this, they'll roast a pig in the ground and, you know, smokes coming up from the pit that they've dug. And there was like 120 of these pits Mm. smoking as we flew into the village to deliver it. And then we enjoyed this feast together and we heard people who 
were celebrating God's word being in their language. Every time I look back on it, I mean, even now I kind of have to choke down this lump in my throat because I remember this Bible translation, the missionary holding it and sort of symbolically handing it over to a national pastor there. And they embrace and there's tears of joy that shed. And I remember her saying, uh, Sue's her name, Sue said, you know, now I get to help people study God's word in their own language. So at the end of the 40 years, you were there when the, the plane flew in on the runway that you built with a plane full of Bibles in this people group's language. You were there. I was there, and that that airstrip was built right about the time that I was born. Oh, wow. Among everything that you saw that day, what's imprinted in your mind? The Papuan culture, they will, they'll do these dances, and they've got their weapons that used to be weapons of war, but now they are part of the celebration. And in that moment, you could just see that they have, this is such a symbolic moment of going from darkness to light. Dr. Job, can you talk a little bit about why it's so important for everyone to find what sharing the gospel looks like for them? I mean, there's initially we encounter information, and then as best we can, we imitate that information, but eventually we innovate. It's It becomes a part of who we are, and it comes out through us. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. If you're called to Jesus, you have a calling on your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no such thing as being a follower of Jesus without a calling, and what comes to my mind is uh, we showed the film in Torrey Gray Auditorium, which is the auditorium on the campus here at Moody yesterday, because we're in missions conference, which is just a great time to be celebrating this. And students were asking questions, and one young lady in the balcony was waving her arms, and she said, I have a question. She said, I, I, I saw this. I want to be a part of that. I, I love it. I, I just wish I could jump in there and be a part of that. But she said, I don't have any skills. And what she was saying is, I'm not a pilot. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a Bible translator. David answered her and said, but everybody plays a role. So whatever gifting you have, whatever talents you have, uh, we all play a role. And I would say that's the truth for every listener right now. If you're a teacher, if you're a farmer, if you're a a mechanic, if you're inputting data into a computer, uh, we all have a calling and our mission field is around us and we have a people group to reach. But there are also places around the world that have a lot less access. And so God is going to mobilize some of us beyond our Jerusalem into our Judea and our Samaria. We're praying, we're hoping that as some people see this, that we may even mobilize some people to that maybe have a love for aviation, but a passion for the gospel to be the next missionary pilots. And if they decide to, Moody's got a great place to train them in Spokane. And right after they're trained, we're going to send them right over to Missionary Aviation Fellowship to deploy them. That's there right. Go. We got a plan for your life now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, here's something that you probably don't hear much talked about, maybe even in your church or on Christian radio for that matter, the wrath of God. And I think that that subject, the wrath of God, is 
really offensive to our culture, you know, the mainstream culture to think that God is a wrathful God. You know, we don't really like that. But Tim Keller just, as always, has such a great perspective on this. The wrath of God actually shows us the love of God. Tim says, we don't ponder, we don't think about how much God's anger is also a function of his love and goodness. The Bible tells us that God loves everything he has made. That's one of the reasons he's angry at what's going on in his creation. He is angry at anything or anyone that is destroying the people and the world he loves. His capacity for love is so much greater than ours. And so the cumulative extent of the evil in the world is so vast that the word wrath doesn't really do justice to how God rightly feels when he looks at the world. So it makes no sense to say, I don't want a wrathful God. I want a loving God. If God is loving and good, he must be angry at evil, angry enough to do something about it. Right. Okay. This is so, you know, Tim Keller always like, it's so well said and it makes so much sense. Here's, you know, Here's a way I think to personalize it. Think about the thing that is so not right, it turns your stomach, it gets your blood pumping, right? Uh, it could be um, sex trafficking or, you know, that, that, child abuse. Yeah. Like, you know, you think about, you think about something that is genocide, right? You're just like inside of you, in your veins. It makes you angry. It's not right. That comes from a place of love and care for the people who are the victims, the people who are hurt in the midst of that. And that is that is how I can identify in some small way with what the wrath of God is. Mm-hmm. According to you know Timothy Keller's definition, that God's love for us is so great that when in any way we are harmed and evil impacts us, God says that is not okay. Mm-hmm. And then when God looks at perpetrators of injustice, you know, so he's he's angry with what that person is doing, what I'm doing to destroy someone else, and what I'm doing to destroy mm-hmm. myself. And so he's he's angry about that. And here here's the really interesting thing. Tim Keller goes on. Consider this also. If you don't believe in a God of wrath, you have no idea of your value. Here's what I mean. A God without wrath has no need to go to the cross and suffer incredible agony and die in order to save you. Picture on the left side a God who pays nothing, pays nothing in order to love you. And picture on the right side the God of the Bible who, because he's angry at evil, must go to the cross, absorb the debt, pay the ransom, and suffer immense torment. How do you know how much the free love God loves you or how valuable you are to him? Well, his love is just a concept. Mm. You don't know it at all. This God pays no price in order to love you. How valuable are you to the God of the Bible? Valuable enough that he would go to these depths for you. And that's not a concept. That is reality. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I deserve God's anger and justice and, and God has been angry 
at my sins, but instead of pouring out his wrath on you and me and his justice, righteous justice on you and me, he poured it out on his son. Wow. I, you know, I'm that messed up that Jesus had to come and save me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm that value valuable that Jesus came to save me. Yeah, we are more sinful than we can imagine (laughs) and more loved than we could possibly understand. Ends of the Earth is a documentary about the work of MAF. Founded 76 years ago, Mission Aviation Fellowship continues to spread the love of Jesus to remote areas of the world by providing food, medical care, disaster response, and most importantly, the gospel. With a fleet of 123 airplanes serving some 1,500 nonprofit church and humanitarian organizations, MAF flies over 1 million miles each year as they serve 461 land and water sites, more destinations than the six largest airlines in the world combined. And David Holston was a missionary pilot for over 17 years. Now he serves as the president at MAF. David What has sacrificing your comfort for the sake of the gospel looked like for you? There is sacrifice. We, you know, found ourselves taking a young family to a a different country, learning a language, learning a culture that was new to us. That meant saying goodbye to a lot of things that were familiar to us. It meant leaving behind our family, friends. There were there were funerals that we missed. I, you know, I watched my mom's funeral on a Facebook live stream mm-hmm. because I wasn't able to be back here and get so back sad. in time for that. There were weddings that we missed. There's holiday celebrations that we missed. But you know, the blessings and the fulfillment far surpass that. So when our family looks back on our time of serving overseas, it is without regret that we talk about it. And I'm reminded of that passage that. Christ told his followers that, you know, those who leave behind houses and, and family and friends and lands for his namesake and the gospel will receive it back again a hundredfold with persecutions. <laughs> so there's, there's difficulty in there, but we saw that again and again. We said goodbye to a family in the U.S., but we gained a family there. Mm-hmm. We had amazing relationships and the sense of being a part of something that was much bigger than ourselves. And, you know, my wife and I say, if we could do it again, we would do it again. The gospel is worth sacrificing for. And, you know, I worked for a guy, I worked for a guy in, in Midland with family life radio, uh, Peter Brooks, and he was our fearless leader. And, you know, he, he really, raised the bar for us. He called us to a really high calling, Mm. but he worked harder than all of us. You know, so when we think about sacrificing for the gospel, we have to think of Jesus himself Mm -hmm. and what he sacrificed. You know, in Philippians 2, it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Listen to this. Here's the mindset of Christ Jesus who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. 
He humbled himself Mm -hmm. by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And so our our Lord and Savior left the glory of of the dance of the Trinity, you know, that great love relationship of Father, Son, Holy Spirit that he has experienced from eternity past. I know this is mind-blowing, but he left all of that. He sacrificed all of that for us. And so that kind of puts sacrificing for Jesus in, you know, the ways we sacrifice for him in perspective. Mm-hmm. For the sake of the gospel, for the sake of everybody knowing who Jesus is and the good news, is there something today? Is there a place where your own comforts can go back <laughs> and you yourself can press into giving up your own comforts and sacrificing that other people might know Jesus in a real way? Mm-hmm. Just tell us, David. You know, this movie was inspired by you. This documentary was inspired by your life. Tell us what it is that you do and why that makes a difference in people's lives. At MAF, we get to use the airplane to reach into some of the most isolated parts of the world. People who are living in in very remote isolation, they are living in the midst of the brokenness that surrounds that. And with the airplane, we get to show a picture of the gospel that we serve a Savior who is willing to go after one lost sheep. MAF lives in the world of the one. We we seek to reach those tribes that are like one lost sheep on the margins of society. They've been forgotten. And through a partnership with with Moody, through the, the churches and the individuals that get behind our ministry, we get to reach them. That is the privilege that we have. And if you'd like to see this film, it's going to be in Lansing. That's all. Lansing on Monday and Thursday, but you can get it at your church and and get your you know your neighborhood to come to your church to see this film, and it just it just shows the power of the gospel coming to a people that's never received it before, and and really it'll inspire you to just be a part of the big story that God is writing, and that's the story of Him bringing His rescue to your neighbors. And to the nations. Yeah, because we we don't want to stop sharing the gospel until the whole world knows. That's our heart desire. Our heart's desire is those who love and follow Jesus to be a part of his mission, reaching the ends of the earth. You can find out all you need to know at endsoftheearthmovie.com. Endsoftheearthmovie.com. Thanks for listening to Barry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.